across the land, people are gathering. Disturbed people. Demented people. Gathering to discuss films. Disturbed films. Demented films. These people know not what they do. They do not think before they speak. For they are bastards. Daily grindhouse bastards. Giving the opinions no one asked for. Yet demand to know. This is The Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. Episode 1, Hip Hop Logos. Alright, on, let's go do this shit. Are you ready to do this shit? Hey, Holmes, I'm as fucking ready as I can be right now, Holmes. Let's do it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. Uh, welcome to the Bastard Roundtable. Today, it's me and my fellow bastard, Doug. Say hi, Doug. Hello, everyone. It's me, Doug, also known as Sweetback over at DailyGrindhouse.com. Uh, this is going to be a fun. This this, <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. I can tell. Uh, I can tell already because we, you know, uh, how, how do you talk about this with, without crying? No, I, I want to. I want to. I'm already tearing. I'm already through. tearing. What? Yeah. No, I want to apologize because I when I first saw this movie, uh, Hip Hop Locos, which we're going to be talking about today, I. Didn't want to share it with anyone. I didn't even want people to know about it because I was worried that people would hear about how much I hated it and uh, use that as an excuse to watch it. But so I tried to to, to kind of hide it away. So this uh, <laughs> this even what we're doing right now goes against all of my better instincts. Well, I mean your sti- your instincts are good. I mean it's definitely this is definitely not a movie for the masses. This is not a movie that, uh, as I like to call them, the normals should be watching. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean so. Uh, you know, what, what, what do we want to say? So let, let's get into the, the whole idea of what we're doing first, I guess. Well, we'll talk about your no-budget nightmares. Right, okay. Uh, now, now, a few years back, I had my uh, own blog, as, as it seems like everyone we, we know does, uh, and I wanted to start putting together reviews and articles about really low-budget filmmaking. And, I mean, uh, just what you were saying just then, not for the norms, not for the normies, not for my wife or my brother or my family. These are movies that were made for $100 with a handy cam and with a group of friends. And uh, generally, the, the, the final results are not just bad. I mean, we know bad, right? We know, we know your Plan 9s or your Manos to Hands of Fate. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about a different level. This is this is a couple of notches below that. Yeah, those movies those movies are bad. Right. These movies make those movies look like Shakespeare. Right. Because those are movies. Yeah. And these are collections of images with people talking, and they're they are put together in some sort of order usually, but they're not really 
they're not films, that's for sure. Though, yeah. I mean, some of them, they, uh, I don't want to generalize and say all of them are awful, because that's certainly not the case, and that's oh, no. one of the things I wanted to focus on. This movie, Hip Hop Locos, that's awful, but they don't have to be awful. Sometimes there's a lot of really good ideas. So I wanted to focus on these, and uh, I ended up getting one of those gigantic collections of films from uh, Millbrook, uh, Mill Creek, sorry, Mill Creek uh, Films, and they put together those public domain collections, uh, <laughs> usually, you know, horror and sci-fi collections. Well, they put together a few years ago, they must have bought out, um, I think they went through like brain damage films and a few other low uh, budget and indie uh, distributors, uh -huh. and, and they got the rights to all of these films. And so they put out a collection called uh, Bloody Nightmares, and there was a hundred films in there. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I, and two collections of 50 that they sold separately. They also sell them in collections of six and, uh, and things like that. But I bought the 100 of them and decided that what I'd do is I'd go through them one at a time, starting at the beginning. Uh, I, it seemed like such a great idea at, 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 at the start. It just seemed like it was going to be the best thing ever. Uh, and as soon as I reached the first Todd Sheets movie, I was, I was like, what did I do? Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, Todd Sheets is particularly notorious. What was the first Todd Sheets film you, you did? It was Nightmare Asylum, wow. which, uh, which uh, if anyone has seen that, and uh, if you have, and uh, boy, you know what? We are going to get an interview with Todd Sheets. I know it's going to happen. Every day it gets a little bit closer. Mm. Uh, and he seems like the nicest guy in the world. But that movie, which is filmed in an actual, one of those fun houses, uh, like a haunted house, <laughs> And all improvised, and it's just the worst. I mean, wow. it's so bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I own I own a bunch of Todd Sheets movies. I, I I actually, I mean, you know, we've we've kind of had this discussion before, but I mean, I I, I enjoy Todd Sheets movies, but I but I was also as a, as as a little caveat have not seen Nightmare Asylum. So prehistoric yeah. bimbos in Armageddon City, which is that one has a good theme song at least. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that one's a little rough to watch as well. You know what he. His movies really do range in quality. They really uh, do. Yeah, and, and it's, it would be really unfair of me to say that all of them are terrible. Oh, no. Right? Nightmare Asylum, that is terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got, like, you've got, like, Zombie Rampage, which is not a good movie, but is a fun movie. Right. And then you've got, like, Moonchild, which is really bad. <laughs> so... <laughs> that said, the guy, very prolific. Uh, obviously also helped a lot of other filmmakers get into the game. Yeah. Uh, and, and helped get them distributed as well. So, I mean, his effect... On these uh, low-budget productions, I can only think of that as a good thing, even if some of them are not that great themselves. So I started putting together these articles on these various movies, mm -hmm. uh, and it got me in touch with actually with all sorts of different filmmakers because many of them had such uh, small distribution that the fact that people were writing about them uh, got, they made them really interested. They want they wanted to hear what people had to say, and I was putting it out there. Um, and I met some really great young filmmakers uh, like John Chance, who I just uh, talked to last week. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I mean, a, a really a, a kind of growing number. And it got me really enthusiastic about it. Uh, not to mention, a few years back, I made my own shitty movie. I worked with a bunch of friends, and we made a really awful low-budget, no-budget <laughs> movie. So I thought, you know, I'm at least coming from a perspective where I can have a bit of empathy, have a bit of sympathy for the whole concept and uh, the difficulties involved with it. But also, I think I can come from a place where, hey, they're being lazy. They're being shitty about what they're doing. They're not putting the effort in because when you don't have any money, well, then you have to make up for it with something else. Uh, and if you have time and if you have the ability to go there and you write it out and you take your time and you go through it, then, then do that. Um, but uh, I can tell you where that doesn't happen, and that's uh, with uh, today's feature, which is 
as we've already mentioned, hip hop locos. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention you know that they you know like yeah. I mean, essentially, it takes three things to, to to create a movie. It takes time, it takes money, and it takes creativity. Now, if you don't have one of those three things, i.e., money, then you have to double up on either time or creativity. And yeah, and with hip hop locos, it really seems like they didn't do either of those. Uh, one of the well, let's get into the into the idea of the movie sure. itself. So, so basically, Hip Hop Locos is about a couple of rappers or aspiring rappers, really, by the names of Uno Dos, which is very clever, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and what what's his name? J Ten. J Ten. Yeah, the great J Ten. In fact, it's it's interesting that I mean, even what you just said just then, there are a couple of uh, of young rappers. They want to get into the game, and they're going to do that by committing a few crimes they're going to rob some drug dealers and then their the plan is to sell the the cocaine that they rob and then use that money to record a hip hop album well well the, well yeah. well specifically they, they there's they have like a three point plan for their for their for their plan of attack here they want to jack a car uh, steal uh, drugs from a drug dealer uh, steal musical equipment from a guy they know and Plus question mark as you like as you so poignantly said equals profit. You were saying. Well, I mean, it's it's the funny thing about it is that the, the idea is that they're going to to steal this cocaine and then sell it. But when they set up a deal to uh, to sell the cocaine, uh, they they don't ever plan to actually sell it. They just want to rob the person. Uh, that they're going to sell it. So and why didn't no they point to have the cocaine in the first place? Yeah, why didn't they just rob the cocaine dealer? He's a cocaine dealer. He should have a ton of money. They also, and I mean, we're going to get into this, I'm sure, in a minute. <laughs> but their, their actual plan, it, it, I mean, it, it makes it look like the whole uh, stealing cocaine thing. This isn't that difficult, but I'll tell you what is difficult, and that's choking somebody to death. <laughs> it takes I, seven minutes. <laughs> it, it, uh, and and and. Again, I don't want anyone who's listening to this to necessarily seek out this movie, but uh, it, the, we don't want to make it seem like it's appealing in any way. But there is like a seven-minute scene where they try to choke a person to death, and it is endless. I mean, I felt literally the first time I saw it, I felt like I was going insane. Like it was somehow looping, uh, and I just could not. Uh, it was like this some sort of Groundhog Day situation. That was my first. That was my first headache of the movie. Was that yeah. scene? Because it just wouldn't, it wouldn't end. They kept saying the same thing over and over. You know, choke him, essay, choke him, Holmes, choke him, essay, choke him, Holmes, choke yeah, choke the motherfucker, essay, choke the motherfucker, Holmes, and just over and over and over again. And occasionally they'd intersperse, say, harder, harder, you know. <laughs> but really, that's the entire scene. It's just him saying the same thing over and over again. And you would think that the actor who's playing the guy getting choked would just die. Yeah, yeah, it's because every once in a while, like, he would make noises to show that he was still alive. Or even, I think at one point he even said, motherfucker, or something like yeah. that. So it's like, it's like I guess we got to keep going. I remember watching that the first time, and my wife was in the background. And you got to understand that my wife hates movies and uh. hates everything I like. And not just movies, just generally. She just hates my life and the things that I enjoy. So, so she's in the background, and she's hearing it's like, it's like, harder, harder, you know. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, and she's like, are you watching some sort of gay Latino porn movie. That's exactly what it sounds like. That's ex- that is that is the most accurate description of that scene ever. It sounds like audio only, and, and I'm going to snag some of that audio and I'll put it on here. It sounds like a gay Latino porno. Damn, huh? You come up with this shit, huh? Yeah, yeah. You got the shit, huh? Hey, man. Damn, man. 
You like that or what? You know it. You got that or what? How much you think I can make off this shit on, on the street and shit? Man. Yeah, come Just up with this shit. Depends on you, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So why, why, why you, why you, why you coming, you coming up, man? You want, you want so much this time, man. What's up with that? Well, you know, it's like, hey, Holmes, I can't, like, you know, make money. I gotta like take some shit like this up to a motherfucker and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's some fools out there, Holmes. They don't know what the game is about, so I can like, you know, drop this off for a couple extra bills and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, man. Hey. So what's the shit going for and shit, homie? Man, you're gonna cut me a good deal and shit, right? Hey, homie? man, for you, man. Okay. Choke that motherfucker, Holmes. Come on, Holmes, get that motherfucker right there. Choke that motherfucker, Holmes. Choke that motherfucker right there. Choke him, Holmes. Come on, that's it. Doing it, man. Come on, Holmes, choke that motherfucker right Choke that motherfucker, Holmes. Get him, Holmes, get him. Come on, let's see. You want to fucking help your ass or what, eh? Fucking get his ass, Holmes. Choke that motherfucker, let's see. Get him, Holmes. Get that motherfucker, Holmes. Come on, choke his ass, Holmes. Come on, man. Choke his ass, Holmes. Choke that motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. Coming up like this and shit, bitch. You know what I'm saying, Holmes? I'm gonna fucking shit, Holmes. Fuck your fucking shit. They say, you know what I'm saying, Holmes? You're so got Holmes. Fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. Choke that motherfucker, Holmes. Get that motherfucker, Holmes. Choke that motherfucker, Holmes. Come on, Holmes. Damn, this motherfucker don't got that much life in his ass, Holmes. Come on, get this motherfucker. Get this motherfucker. Get this motherfucker. Get this motherfucker. That's exactly what it sounds like. And I mean, if that's what you enjoy, that's fine. Yeah. But that's not what you're going to be getting out no. of this, except for the soundtrack. Yeah. And also, that scene, and, and really, we, we kind of have to mention the fact that uh, the director of this movie, uh, Lorenzo <laughs> Munoz Jr., Jr. Yeah, uh, who, who we also know is the lead actor. Uh, Uno Dos. Uno Dos, uh, one of the uh, hip-hop locos. Yep. Um, he decided to, uh, well, if you've ever seen Natural Born Killers, then you know that uh, Oliver Stone wanted to uh, to use all these different kinds of film formats and all these different effects uh, to, to, to get this kind of uh, impression of, of the media uh, kind of going wild and going nuts and kind of creating this sort of montage effect through the whole thing. Yeah, so, and to create a sort of schizophrenia about the whole thing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So in this case, now take that but make it retarded and, uh, and, and completely stupid and completely unwatchable. And, uh, and also, instead of having that sort of budget and professional actors and production and crew, uh, make it just one guy who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, and, in charge uh, of everything. In charge of everything. Because he does everything on the film. He's the director, he's the writer, he's the editor, he's the musical consultant. You know, He's everything on the film. I mean, he did thank God in the closing credits. Oh, well, that's good. He, 
he should get some uh, some appreciation here as well. I have but... to, I have to admit I didn't actually finish the closing credits because my brain was kind of oozing out of my ear by that point. I have a habit of going through the closing credits of these sort of movies, mostly because sometimes the the actual credits themselves are a little difficult to parse. Mm. So when I'm writing about it, but also uh, because I always like to see the special thanks at the end. I just uh, want to see who who gets the credit slash blame true. for what we're watching. True, but true. in this case, there are video effects everywhere. If there if it's a scene of just two. Uh, the two hip hop locos yep. smoking a joint, then the screen's gonna go start flipping and it's gonna go back and forth and the audio's gonna be slowed down. So I made I made a really great note. I was keeping some some notes while uh, while I was watching it and and that one I for that particular point I made the I made a note that said I said uh, the movie's edited on a Casio keyboard the the film not the music the music was edited on in a kitchen blender I mean that's that's exactly it and yeah. the music is I mean that's an interesting yeah. point as well now this is a movie that is about hip hop it's about the culture of hip hop yeah. or at least a supposed culture of hip hop and the, the, really all you have is kind of this sort of repetitive beat in the background yeah. and no real hip hop music at all well the opening the opening music is literally boom 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 <laughs> boom boom i mean you'll i mean that whoever is listening to this they'll have already heard that at the beginning of the episode right, right. you know like that that music there when i when i say what the episode is that is the music from hip hop locos it's 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 awful i mean it's really just ungodly bad and there are two scenes where uno does does uh <laughs> some freestyling which is as close to any sort of hip-hop or rap that we get in the movie itself yep and um and you know what i'm not very smart and i'm i'm not very uh, worldly and i don't really have a lot of i'm a pretty naive guy but I swear I can do better freestyling than that. I'm not going to try it right here. Uh, I don't want you to lay down a beat for me, Mo. Oh, but good, I good. swear. And I could. And he's just. And the, the, another point about this is that he's not just freestyling. He's freestyling the plot up to that point. Yep. Everything that we've already seen. This is a fucking Yo, yo, check it out. The first thing we did is we called Jack the Fool, took the Impala to move on to the new school, and then we went into our first Jack. Yo, we strangled this motherfucker from the back to the front, and then after that, we sparked the blunt. Yo, homie didn't even know what we wanted. And every second scene anyway is just the two of them talking about the plot up to that point. Either what they've just done or what they're about to do. So there is, I mean, we talk about what the plot is. It is two hip-hop guys... Talking about what they're going to do. Talking about what they're yeah. going to do. They do steal some cocaine, and then, I don't want to be too much of a spoiler, but then they get <laughs> shot and get killed, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, there is Bl- nothing. Nor- normally, normally, I'm very against the idea of spoiling the end of the movie. I think in this particular case, there's nothing really to spoil. I mean, it kind of, it kind of plays out exactly how you would expect it to play out. They steal some coke. Then they get shot. I mean, it's, it's kind of morality tale. Yeah, it's, no <laughs> yeah, it's very, um, it's very uh, Kroger Bab, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, I, I don't want to uh, again. I don't want to spur up too much interest in the movie here, but you almost <laughs> should seek it out just because someone thought this was a good idea. Someone thought that this was a movie that had to be made. Well, you don't have to say you don't have to say somebody. We know exactly who thought it was a good idea. 
Yeah, yeah. Mr. Uno Dos himself. Yeah, Uno Dos <laughs> thought it. Was, Uno Dos thought it was a good good idea. And we should we should clarify Uno Dos. It's U N O D O Z. Uno Z, Dos. Right. <laughs> he wasn't that clever. Right. But right. um, uh, one of my favorite aspects of the film, uh, and, and I use the term favorite very very loosely. Like, I mean, everything and everything that happens in this movie seems to take place for about seven minutes. You know, like it, it, like there's no real short scenes in this movie. Everything's way too long. And I loved, and I, I, I kind of loved the fact that there was, uh, that there was a scene of just them smoking pot for seven <laughs> minutes, and then, and then he does the bad freestyle rap, and then it was right. I mean, it was kind of like right after that when I, uh, you know, when I started really getting the headaches, and like, I, like I should mention that it took me three and a half hours to watch this movie. Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, the movie's yeah. seventy minutes long. This movie creates physical symptoms in you while you're watching. It yeah. actually does affect you physically. Maybe that's that's a point in its favor. I don't even know. I think about, uh, you know, as, as the word fuck is to <laughs> Scarface, the word Holmes is to this movie. Oh, my and, God. And the word fuck is to this movie as well because they say that a lot too. But, I mean, this movie... It, but it's a two dialogue. to one. But it's a two to one ratio, though. Yeah. They, they say Holmes, S.A. Vato, uh, you know, La Raza, <laughs> yeah, A. You know, and as a Canadian, I would suspect you would take a certain amount of umbrage with that. I, you know, I felt a little, you know, a, a real kind of uh, companionship with them when they started using, <laughs> but uh, but they just lost me at some point, probably at the seven millionth time that they said Holmes. Yeah. And not only do they use these words a lot. I mean, let's face it, the dialogue in this movie it's is... It's just those words. It's just those words, and it's improvised. There's no way that that was written out, because for one thing, I don't think a word processing program could handle that many repeat, repeated words like that. I, you, uh, know what, I, you know what I would actually love to do? Like, I mean, if I could do it in some way to set up like a word, like a, like a word recognition program, not something where I'd actually have to type it, <laughs> but like pl- play the entire movie into a word recognition program, have it type the whole thing out, and then run a program to find out exactly how many times each of these words was said. Because, I, I mean, like, it's not like he just said, it's not like he says it at the end of every sentence. That would almost be okay. He says it two or three times in each sentence. In each sentence, absolutely. And i got to say, Mo, that idea that you just came up with, that might be the most useless waste of time of, <laughs> that anybody ever put towards something, ever. I mean, I like you would have this final number, this final result that means nothing to anybody except for yourself and maybe me. It's an arbitrary uh, number. <laughs> right, right. Uh, let me just tell you right now, I'm going to estimate it. I actually went through this. I didn't tell you this. I went through it earlier. I counted every single one oh. for the purposes of what we're talking about. Nice. Uh, no, I didn't actually no. do this. Oh, I apologize. Now I'm, I'm disappointed. Right. <laughs> I was trying to save you a little bit of time. The exact number is 17 billion times. <laughs> and this movie is only 70 minutes long. It's, it's only 70 minutes. You know, I mean, and, and the funny thing about that is that 70 minutes... Like I don't think that even technically qualifies as feature length. I think seventy five minutes is, is feature length. Right. Uh, so this movie is technically not even feature length, and it's that bad. Yeah, and I look, and it got some sort of distribution. Yeah, so, yeah, somebody knows about it. I mean, I, I did a search for it online. There are other videos on on the interwebs out there about this movie. So you can, you can still, yeah. I'm pretty sure, because I was just on it a couple of days ago because I was. Uh, trying to uh, track down uh, Mr. Uh, Lorenzo uh, Munoz for uh, a possibility of an interview. Mm. And you can still purchase the movie off of the Brain Damage Films website. Wow. And obviously it's still available in this collection. And I mean, if some 
Yahoo like myself, some white bread up here in Canada, <laughs> can get a copy of this, that means anybody can. And that's sort of scary when I think about all the filmmakers I talk to who are young and ambitious and have the talent, and they can't find any way to get their movies out there. Yeah. I was kind of, uh, uh, you know, about the the three-quarter mark, I started kind of cracking jokes to myself, and most of them were really bad, and some of them were overtly racist, but one of them was uh, was particularly funny, and I kind of wrote it down. I said, I said you know, because the whole movie, it kind of feels like a found footage movie. Like, it al- it's almost like they're trying to go for, like, a cinema verite style, but obviously not knowing what cinema verite means. Yeah, I think and, that's really fair, because yeah. uh, especially in the fight scenes, they're all handheld, they're all kind of close-up. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell what the hell is going on, but in a different movie, in a different context, that could almost be effective. Exactly. So so to me, it seemed like like that this movie was like Mexican America's cho- uh, chololiest home videos. <laughs> Which actually kind of goes back to uh, Lorenzo, the director, his... Uh, Previous productions, he did some like Faces of Death style mm-hmm. ripoffs. So I mean, he certainly has uh, some familiarity. So with he had, yeah, exactly. Movies. He's 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 already he was already involved with uh, with the uh, Gonzo and uh, Mondo style right. cinema, you know. And it's uh, it's also uh, we didn't really mention it. We mentioned the video effects, but there's a lot of this movie that's in black and white, and, and it goes back and forth between color and black and white, and it goes really grainy, and then it, and then like um, like I really felt like by the time I was done with the movie that I was I really uh, had gotten to know know Uno Dos's soul patch on an intimate level uh, because a lot of the movie takes place right up in his face, and because his eyes are covered with his hat all the time because that's what cholos do, from what I hear. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, that, that all you really see. I mean, you, obviously, you get a very good idea as to how well he, you know, how well he maintains his face and like the size of his pores. You know, but but uh, but but his soul patch in particular, it's always just right there, the center of the camera. I was I was violated by this movie. Uh, <laughs> look, that's that's a very that, good way to put it. <laughs> it's a, a conservative estimate is that a half hour of this movie is just right in this guy's face, without a it's doubt. Him Right in front of the camera, and a little bit behind him is J10. Is it J10? I think that's J10. J10, yeah. Uh, so it's just two of them, and the camera's pointed directly at, at it. So it's a two-shot. We see two of them on the screen, and it's uh, sometimes in black and white, sometimes in color, sometimes with the screen flipping around, sometimes with them smoking pot, mostly with them just talking and saying the word Holmes a million times. And you do. You you, you kind of have this familiarity with his face, yeah. or at least the bottom half of his yeah, face, yeah, yeah. that by the end of the movie... You do feel like you know him a little bit on a more intimate level than I ever wanted to know him. You know who he kind of. You know who he kind of looks like, at least from the the cheeks down. Um, he kind of looks a little bit like. Oh man, what is that? That that show, Ace of Cakes. Oh, uh, the the Duff. Uh, is that his name? Uh, Duff. Duff? That, isn't that Duff? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't quite have like the chipmunk cheek thing going as much, but he kind of looks like that dude. Yeah, I mean, we. I'll tell you though, if someone gave me a, a, a group of photos and asked me to pick out which one was this guy. I wouldn't be able to do it because nah. we don't see his face in clear enough from the, the from the nose up to know what the guy looks like. Are you kidding me? Even um, even from the nose down, you don't see his face clear enough because it, it, like the whole entire part, I'm like, I guess he was trying to be artistic and, uh, and it was filmed in a totally black room with just one spotlight kind of like coming down across his face. So it's like really you just kind of catch this like sliver of his face in the light and it's i mean and yeah i mean it kind well, of i picked the guy with the soul you know. patch if i if that was if there was a little lineup or yeah exactly like i'd have to say okay well which one of these guys has a soul patch and if they all do then i'm screwed i have no idea mo i need to ask you no god what do you, what do you think that this movie was trying to say 
<laughs> oh, it was trying to say something? Yeah, I think so. Really? Obviously, this is a passion project for the uh. two gentlemen that started in this. And, and, I mean, there's not a very large cast. I think there's maybe uh, three or four other actors. Yeah, uh, there's a half dozen tops. Uh, and, and, and obviously no female presence or anything no. like that in the movie. And, and even the violence that's in the movie is pretty subdued. There's a, a the puddle of blood at one point. They use uh, a, a screwdriver as yep. a weapon, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting, but not very, uh, not very effective. Why not just use a knife? I'm just wondering. I, you know what? I, I, I can probably answer that question okay. as to why they didn't use a knife. They probably couldn't afford one. Right, they did steal a knife later and and uh, and stab someone with it uh, mm. in the home of the uh, cocaine dealer. Yeah, but but you're right. Yeah, there's very very. I mean, as much quote unquote violence as there is in people dying, there's very little like blood or gore. Um, well, there's no gore. There's really just that one little puddle of blood when they shoot the cocaine dealer, and and that's about it. I mean, uh, but I mean, as far as but as far as what the movie's saying, uh -huh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know to paraphrase Hustle and Flow, it's right. hard out there for a pimp. I mean, I don't know. It's not really. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that whatever message it was, it tried to to have, uh, it, it it doesn't really come through very clearly. I mean, the the, the difficulties that these two gentlemen were running into uh, were pretty. They were created by themselves. I think crime do, um, crime doesn't pay. That's what crime the movie doesn't is. pay. That that certainly is the 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 final moral uh, uh, kind of of uh, uh, message that we get out of the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> one of the thing. One other thing, Mo, is that when I first started watching this collection of movies, uh, the indication I was going to have is that the movies in this collection were all genre-type movies, almost all horror movies, mm -hmm. but this certainly isn't a horror. I mean, this is, this. there's murder. And, oh, no, no, uh, this would definitely be considered, I mean, for lack of a better term, a crime drama, maybe uh -huh. a gangsta movie, uh, but it's definitely not a horror yeah, no, definitely not. So that kind of took me by surprise. So uh, I'll, uh, to be totally honest with you, when I rewatched it, when I started rewatching it, since my expectations before were for a horror movie, I went in this time with the idea that, say, since I saw this movie hmm. a couple of years ago, I've been saying that this is pretty much one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And when I started watching it this time, I started to feel a little bad. I was like, well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. And then that choking scene hit, and I'm like, oh, I remember what's going on here. Yep. This is shit. This is a real horrible piece of shit. And it just goes on and on. And uh, it stole a piece of my life away, and it stole a piece of your life away. <laughs> it stole and, a whole afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it really did. And now I, that's why I had to start with an apology, because I feel like you've lost a piece of yourself now that you just can't ever really get back. Yeah, but I have a really good story to tell out of it, so I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Well... <laughs> I really want to do this because I hate to be I'm not a negative person. I like to think I'm a I'm a I'm a positive, you know, I'm an optimistic person going towards the future. I want to see brightness and light in everything that I do. <laughs> what do you think is the best thing about this movie? I think I just said that. I, I think it's the fact that I it's the fact that I come out of it with a story to tell. Uh, it nothing in the movie itself is redeemable. Uh, I refuse to say that there is anything good about this movie because there really isn't. Uh, I mean, the, the camera work sucked, the lighting yep. sucked, the acting sucked. I mean, and I hate using the word sucked because I always, I, I personally, I dismiss people when they, when they say something sucks. I'm like, well, explain, right. explain why. But I think we've done a good enough job of explaining why it sucked so that I can just say it sucked now. But yeah, I, I think the, the best thing to come of the film itself is the fact that I get to walk away with it with a story saying, uh, saying that I've seen probably the worst movie ever made. 
I mean, that, that, that is a good enough reason to watch it, almost. Um, For me, it is. And again, let's clarify, when we're talking about the worst movie ever made, we're not talking about something that's fun or that you can watch and go like, ha ha, look at that, because there's nothing that's going on on that screen. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, what I, that's what I generally go for. I go for the, for the terrible, terrible movies that are at least fun. This wasn't fun. This was headache-inducing. It, was, uh, it hurt my eyes. It, 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 I think I may have some form of brain damage now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and in the end... It, it's it walks away with a, with a little tiny piece of my non-existent soul, but I get a story out of the deal. So I think I kind of win. Well, I guess that makes it sort of an accomplishment in and of itself. It yeah. just man, it managed. Hey, uh, being the worst at something, it still gets you into some sort of record book. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that that because I want again, I want to get that optimism out there. <clears throat> uh, all the dialogue was awful, but at least it was clear enough to hear. Oh, we true, could hear true. What the person was saying I. Dealing with a lot of these no-budget movies, sometimes they're dealing with uh, the microphone that's built into a handy cam or mm-hmm. something like that, and most of the dialogue is completely incomprehensible. So, congratulations, Hip Hop Locos. I could hear your awful dialogue clear as a bell. But there's a reason for that, though. There, 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 there's a pretty good explanation as to why, as to why you can actually hear the movie, uh, and also a pretty good explanation as to why you can't see it. The guy who's doing this work, he clearly has, uh, or Lorenzo, I believe. Right. Yeah. He clearly has some sort of association with the music field, you know, wh- whether it's, you know, real or imagined. But my guess is that he went out and he spent the entire budget of this film, all $28, on audio equipment because he was going to use that audio equipment after the fact to jumpstart his hip hop career. I think that's a, pro- that's a you know, it, that's funny because in some ways the hustle uh, of, of trying to uh, these gentlemen trying to get their hip hop career off the ground it's sort of reflected yeah. in in the director's own attempts to get his own career and we know for a fact that he he does have some sort of musical career or at least did at some point not only is it advertised in the movie itself there's a, a website address yeah it's, uh, an, it's sadly it's an mp3.com <laughs> address which doesn't exist anymore. That amuses me more than anything else in the movie itself. I remember when I had I remember back when I had an mp3.com account. Sorry? I was saying I remember back when I had an mp3.com account. Oh, so do I. <laughs> I it's, it, it was a great time in our nation's history. Yeah. Or my and your nation's history. In our nation's history. In our histories. nation's history. I'm sure at, at some point we'll all be one. <laughs> when we invade. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. Maybe then we could get uh, a decent Netflix up there. Well, and then maybe we might be able to get some uh, some uh, universal health care. <laughs> <laughs> we could all benefit. I'm, I'm, looking, forward. I'm looking forward to this, uh, us being conquered. Kate, uh, Canada, uh, can America. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm already down with this, actually. I'm, I'm, it's a great I've already idea. accepted my place in the new CUSA. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian States of America. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm in Ontario. It's, I'm close enough to being an American at this point, anyway. Uh, let's just let's just make it the rest of the way. Your money, uh, money is worth the same. Why not? <laughs> you're you're actually one of the the very few uh, Canadians who I know who I could actually drive to their to their house. You know, right. you know, everybody else I know is in uh, Toronto or Manitoba. You know, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm originally from Newfoundland, which I bet you most Americans, even the ones who might be listening to this, would never know where that actually is. But, uh, well, I mean, I I do, but I, I'm. Well, you couldn't I'm, drive to that. Yeah, no, I definitely couldn't drive to that. 
All right, did we kill it? Did we kill this movie? I th- I think it's officially dead. Fuck this movie. Fuck this <laughs> shitty movie. I hate it. Yeah. I really, I mean, it, it does, it takes a lot to bring anger out of me when it comes to movies. To me, I've always gone with the perspective that us as people who write about movies and that love to watch obscure movies, we are sort of in a privileged position in mm-hmm. that what we want to do is we want to find something that we can bring to people and say, look, this is something that not a lot of people have seen. It's underrated. It needs to get more eyes on it. And we can tell you about this sort of goodness that's out there. I don't go into a movie with the hope that it's going to be bad. No. Never. Never, never ever. do I feel that way. Yeah, no. I don't either. I mean, even like, like, uh, like even when I try to sit down and watch a bad movie, I always kind of go in hoping that at least it'll have some redeeming quality. Sometimes that doesn't happen. But, I mean, yeah, you, you got to go into these movies expecting more. And, and at least then, you know, when you, when you have to write about them after the fact and you're that much more pissed off because all of your expectations have been thwarted, you know, then at least then you've got more to work with. And, and I, I'll be honest with you as well, Mo. I have to write up an article about this movie for Monday, hmm. and it's killing me to think about the fact that I have to write about yeah. this. It, 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 and I, I mean, I've written about it before, and now we're talking about it. It's not like we don't have anything to say, but it's just this movie just drained my passion for life. Uh, I mean, I, there's at least a 98% chance that as soon as we're done this conversation, I'm just going to go hang myself and uh, <laughs> because I don't want to face this ever again. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the hip-hop locos. I guess I, that just says it all. Yep. <laughs> do we want to end on that note? Hmm. Well, I do want to do, say uh, a quick thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Take, yeah, do it. Yeah, no, it's actually... Anyone who has been reading any of the articles lately uh, on the No Budget Nightmares over at dailygrindhouse.com, I guess we should plug it as much as we can. Absolutely. We'll know that uh, one of the uh, features that we uh, were writing about was Suburban Sasquatch by uh, Dave Wescovich. Uh, and that movie is also not good in a traditional sense, but it is very entertaining. Uh, it is about a Sasquatch on the loose in suburbia, I guess just as the title would suggest. Yep. And it's horrifically violent in that way that we love, where people's limbs are getting ripped off and thrown at others. And I, and I do have a lot of enthusiasm about this movie. And uh, Dave was a great person to talk to and was good enough to uh, donate a, uh, a copy of Suburban Sasquatch. That was sweet of for the purpose of a signed copy of Suburban Sasquatch, mm. for the purpose of a contest. So that'll be coming up in the very near future. So even if you don't care about low-budget filmmaking, uh, I do think you'll get a kick out of uh, Suburban Sasquatch. It is just almost too much fun. It's been featured on all sorts of different... And in fact, it's probably gotten more mainstream publicity than any of the films that I've looked at uh, for this column. So uh, I think that uh, if you don't know anything about it, take a look at it. my column uh, over at Daily Grindhouse. Look on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I can uh, I can second that. I've seen Suburban Sasquatch. It's it's fantastic, uh, in the sense of uh, being a lot of fun. <laughs> um, all right, so so we were Mo Porn and Mr. Doug Tilly. You can follow Hi. us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Drunk on VHS. Uh, you sir are. I'm at Doug underscore Tilly because uh, I'm very clever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, apparently, I don't worry about ever getting any sort of uh, occupation that they'll be searching for me. I um, I, I you know it's really funny. My original, uh, like back speaking of being clever, my original uh, at name on Twitter was at is for morons. <laughs> Um, because I really loved the idea that if they wanted to search for me on Twitter, they would have to search www.twitter.com slash is for morons. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, at, 
at least there's a methodology behind it. At least there's some intelligence behind it. It yeah. makes sense to me. Uh, I just, uh, I when I first started uh, getting into Twitter, and we're pretty heavy into it, I think it's fair to say. Ungodly uh, amounts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably scarily amounts. And, and again, I'm glad that my boss doesn't know how much time I spend. <laughs> my boss uh, does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went into it with the idea, it's like, well, this is me. If someone's going to hate what I'm saying, then they're going to hate me. Yeah. So just let it happen. Let's, let's come in and attack me personally. And that goes for anyone listening to this. Please, <laughs> write, write me an email. And attack me personally. Yeah, it's you know, and I, I have to applaud your uh, bravery on that one because like even even me, I mean, I don't use my real name for my at name, and I don't use my real name for anything else either. Uh, I you know I have this pretty well established pseudonym that I've been using on online for about a decade now, so I don't you know I, I'm I'm very against the idea of putting my real identity out on the internet. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not brave. I'm I'm uh, stupid. Uh, that's that's what it is. There's hey. a guy named Duck Tilly who's a dentist somewhere in the states. So oh, I'm just I just lay it all on him. <laughs> what, a, what an asshole that dentist is. I was writing that stupid shit. What a piece of shit dentist. I, fuck that dentist. That's what I said. Oh man. All right, so visit dailygrindhouse.com and listen to future editions of The Daily Grindhouse Presents. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, Mo. I'd like to do this again uh, as soon as we possibly can. Absolutely. Maybe we get a maybe get one of the other bastards involved since this I is the so. I mean this is supposed to be the bastard round table. Yeah. You know, right now it's just more like the bastard, you know, sitting having a pleasant lunch in Starbucks. Well, I mean, yeah. I want to, I want to fight. You know, I want to get into uh, get into it with uh, some of our compatriots, people who don't necessarily agree. I mean, we need to still have. I mean, I know that it's sort of a controversial opinion, and this is probably get me a little bit of hate right now. But I, uh, I tweeted a little while ago uh, about my um, lack of understanding when it comes to the nostalgia around VHS. Oh and yes. I, I got some strong opinions. Not as much from you. Uh, you were very. I missed the entire conversation. You, you did miss the entire conversation. Yeah. But I got some pretty forceful opinions, and I think that that would make for a heck of a conversation. Oh, I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure um, you know myself or Josh, aka at VHS is the truth, would definitely have some opinions on that one. And and uh, actually, you know, it's funny you should say that because I just recorded for Drunk on VHS with with Josh and act, to be honest with you, I I don't think he he would necessarily agree more with me than with you because I because I know for a fact that he doesn't have anything against, you know, uh DVDs or anything like that whereas I myself I actively avoid them. But that's just me, I'm crazy. You are crazy. That's okay. That's why we all love you so much. And in fact, yeah. I'm a little disappointed that, A, you didn't mention how much you loved me like you did on your previous podcast here today. Uh, and, uh, and B, that you didn't, you didn't call me by my new nickname, uh, LL Cooldee. Fuck, I told, you know, I have the worst fucking memory. I totally forgot about that. I really uh, did. You can make it up to me by uh, ending here today by just saying that ladies love Cool Doug. Ladies do love cool Doug. Oh, I agree. I think that's the truth. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yo, yo, kick it. One more time. Yo, this is Uno Lost, ready to rhyme. I got the freestyles flowing through my blood like grips. And you know, I get on the mic and start tripping. Flipping all the styles that you're used to. You never heard something like this. Busting through your crew. Hey, yo, I got brand new shit. Yo, plus ones and two shit. I'll be Uno Lost, but in English, it's called one two kid. L O R E N Z O N M U N O Z. Yo, N U N O Z. Yo, you in no D O Z in the place.
needs to be And I'm a Mexican, yes I can Flex again, grab this mic Yo, my mission is to rob a motherfucking coke dealer Stealer, his cash and his motherfucking stash Go in a flash to the nearest buyer Yo, get his money And maybe one day I can retire off this hip-hop game Yo, go insane This motherfucking shit goes straight to your brain Kick it It's the hip-hop locals It's the hip-hop locals It's the hip-hop locals <laughs> Just want to take an extra special moment here at the end and thank a band called Milky Onions for supplying the theme music, the music you are now currently hearing behind me. Definitely take a moment, visit them on Twitter at Milky underscore Onions, and take a look at the SoundCloud page. The link should be posted along with the article. It's pretty good stuff. So. Why don't you sit back, have a drink, and listen to the soothing sounds of Milky Onions. Spider Vipers versus the Kill Droids on KDGX, Daily Grindhouse Radio.